Well, hello, everybody. We're back. Bet you didn't think we would be, but here we are back at it again. It is another episode of Mickey's Happy Hour here on the road for you guys. Broom, broom. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, Better than ever. And we're super, super excited to get back at recording. Uh, If you guys are wondering where we were, uh, you know, we were just off enjoying our holiday. So, um, yeah. We decided to take like a, what, it was like a, what, three weeks? or so was it yeah something like that I just Alexis and I both work full-time jobs in addition to maintaining social media presence in addition to hosting a podcast as well and we both had holiday plans we both wanted to spend time with our family and our loved ones and so we were like let's take a break and then the capital was breached and so we were like hmm she had to mention that on here by the way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, and so yes, then we were like this isn't a really good week to post a hey welcome back let's just pretend that Disney's the only thing that matters and so but now here we are yes no it's been um a hectic first two weeks of 2021 um first of all I hope you guys had an amazing holiday amazing Christmas or whatever holiday you guys celebrate and a really happy new year happy safe new year um and hopefully enjoying so far what what two weeks of 2021 i don't know about y'all but i mean my 2021 has been okay you know it's i mean it's still two weeks i'm not gonna be like oh this is the best year yet because no um that's what happened 2020 and we all know what happened there so Let's give it another like four months or so. See how we're feeling with the terms and conditions. We are traumatized. We are not going to jump in and be like, wow, 2021 is it. Because we have learned our lesson from saying 2020 is going to be it. I remember when the 2020 excited tweets were coming out and it was like Thanksgiving's on a Thursday, which it is every year, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> wow thank you melody like, it was I, like I <laughs> it was like christmas is on a friday yeah. this holiday is on like this on weekend weekends. exactly so everyone yeah. was like 2020 is gonna be so halloween lit and i was one was of those on people. a saturday like like halloween was literally on a saturday imagine how amazing that would have been you know <laughs> imagine imagine we can only imagine halloween. how halloween would have been I spent my watching The Nightmare Before Christmas and It. Ooh, I love it. It was is one of my favorite like like horror movies. I wouldn't say it's like a horror horror movies. If you're like that type of person that loves like Stranger Things, it is like the the movie for you. It's like it's funny, but it's also like scary because you know Pennywise, of course. I agree. but I honestly loved it though. Like it like. At first, I know we're not we're not going to spend our whole podcast talking about it. First of all, but I just want to say, like, I'm I was terrified of clowns before I saw the it movie back in 2017, and w- once I watched it, I was like, wait a minute, I actually love it. Um, Pennywise is really bad. Like, I actually love Pennywise. Interesting. I don't love Pennywise. 
Melody's like, oh no, honey, I don't think I love Pennywise, but I did enjoy You're being in a Pennywise stand, but I don't particularly <laughs> I don't particularly love scary movies, and I will say that I thoroughly did enjoy it, and I think what Alexis said is totally true that if you enjoy Stranger Things and things like that that are scary but give you comedic relief and are also more on the side of mystery and solving something than scary, then it is definitely for you. And that is my type of scariness is it is Black Mirror, is Stranger Things. I literally love Stranger Things so much. And so, yes, but I can't handle the scary movies that are just full on gore, horror, no, I um, 100% agree with you. It's it's kind of like way out of like horror films like The Conjuring or any of like those like like you know like just um supernatural type of films. Um it's a really good film just to watch, you know. It's it's really nice. It's really creepy, of course, but it's just super nice. But I agree. Anyway, I don't think but yeah, I don't think that's the only thing we did during the holidays, though. Actually, no, I don't think oh we spent our whole holidays watching it, first mm-hmm. of all. It's the way that Alexis and I are on the same wavelength for me. I <laughs> took an overnight <laughs> trip to Orlando to see my sweet baby Alexis for his birthday. This is not a front. We are actually best friends, so much so that I literally just flew to Orlando for his birthday overnight. I live nowhere near Orlando, and so, um, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I honestly, um, I'm still in shock. She actually flew for a night <laughs> to Orlando just to spend literally a day and a half with me at the, at the parks, which honestly was an experience. I would love to say, like, her and I had a blast literally the day of my birthday. Yes. Um, there's so much that happened on my birthday that we don't really want to get into details, but... <laughs> um it just was an amazing time and honestly it was like like once we saw each other we were like oh my god like I can't believe you're back you know it's like it's crazy so um knowing that we live like like literally like a hundred states away like it's it's really nice that she got to like get she got the opportunity to like actually fly down here and like you know spend the night and everything so it was so much fun it was so much fun um and I'm I'm pretty sure she had a blast like coming back like during the holiday break it was so much fun it's just so nice to take a minute and it's just so nice to break away from like your own reality for a second and a lot of people said there's it's not worth it don't go to Disney for a day and it kind of in my perspective wasn't really going to Disney World for a day it was just going to see Alexis for a day which Going to see Alexis for a day versus going to Disney World for a day. Like, going to see Alexis for a day was worth it in my mind, but going to Disney wasn't. And so it really wasn't even, like, it didn't feel like a Disney trip to me just because my main goal was just going to Alexis's birthday. It wasn't really a Disney trip, if that makes sense. But, yeah, that's what we did. It was a lot of fun. We met up with um, our friend Sean, who we hadn't met in person before yet either before that moment, he also went to visit Alexis Sorcerer Sean. If you don't follow him already, that's his name on, I think, everything. But 
It's the way we shouted him out for me. I know, Sean, where's our compensation? Anyways. Um. <laughs> Literally. Anyway, so no, yeah, I got the opportunity. Actually, like I got to op- the opportunity to hang out with a bunch of my TikTok friends who I now call like my best friends, at, um, like literally on my birthday and like for another couple of days after that. And it was just so unexpected because at first, you know, I thought it was only going to be like maybe like two or three people. And it ended up being like Sean flying down, Melody flying down, um, uh, our friend Nat like driving two hours down, like literally just it, it was like a whole group. And I feel like it was just like a whole experience, just spending my birthday with like everyone that I love and just, you know, having a blast. And it was like just something like I it was like the best way to start off 2021. Let me just say that. Like, honestly, like the perks of, of having your birthday, the beginning of the year is like, you get to like, just start off the year great. And I think one, like one of those days was just like, just a, a, the best way to like begin 2021. So I, agree. Um, I totally agree. I'm hoping for more magical memories with you guys, with Melody, Sean, everyone like hopefully this year um because you know 2021 I feel like it might be a good year I'm not gonna you know jinx it or whatever but um I hope it it's better than 2020 I totally agree and I will be back there in April so fear not and it's not long she's gonna be back with Seth Seth my Kristoff because I am not (laughs) (laughs) It's the way she sounds like she's going to be po- poetic or something. She's like, Seth, my Christmas. No, nothing at all. I, I was just going to say, everyone's always like, this is my Prince Charming. Pack it up, Edgar Allan Poe. It's like, this is my Prince Charming. And I'm like, no, this is my Kristoff. And honestly, Kristoff is the only Disney male that I've actually felt like an actual crush for. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yes, Flynn Rider was hot. Prince Eric is hot. Aladdin is hot. Like, they're all just total charmers. But Kristoff actually made me feel something. (laughs) Alexa said, anyway, can we please talk about anything else? I'm just saying. And I know women can relate. Tiana's a Capricorn, y'all. I don't know if y'all know that. Stop it. The way that I did want to talk about that. We learned some interesting news that Tiana is a Capricorn. Alexa Capricorn. Yeah, if you guys are wondering what we did during the holidays, we did a lot of research, actually. Like, there's, like, a lot of research done during the holidays, so don't think we, we're just lazy, not doing anything. Like, no, we did stuff. We did research. We found out, well, her sister found out that Tiana's a Capricorn, and I'm a Capricorn, and it makes sense why, because, you know, I I love her. That's it. Period. <laughs> so, another thing that we did during the holiday is and I think all of you guys did the same thing too is we actually watched uh the new Pixar movie Soul uh for the Mm -hmm. first time of course and we honestly loved it Mm -hmm. um Melody and I had like a discussion about this and we're gonna have a discussion about it right now and so um yeah I mean I watched Soul literally on Christmas Day which was like when it was released and I honestly think it was a perfect day to first of all release it and then second of all to watch it um so yeah what about you melody i have so many thoughts and feelings about soul it's not even funny and a lot of them are contradicting honestly i think, too. I think very highly of soul and there's so much more that i wanted from soul that i left that i 
that was left disappointed by the end of the movie. And so I don't know. I'm just kind of really excited to like dive into it with you, Alexis. So kind of what were your general initial thoughts of Soul? So um, before I even like watched it, I mean, I saw like trailers and the previews and everything. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be like so good. Like it's, you know, jazz music and, you know, how Pixar is when it comes to uh, storytelling with like, you know, different cultures and different backgrounds and just like dwelt delving in deep with like you know people's like you know personality and like you know things about life and when I watched it I mean I was hooked of course for like the first 20 minutes or so it was super interesting super like well I wouldn't say new and I'll like get to that like why I don't think it was new but um it was like just you know the storyline was perfect it was like you know from beginning to end like it kept me kept me entertained it kept me like you know laughing and it just was like there was a purpose of the plot and everything so I think that was really good and I think honestly Pixar does an amazing job of course um with their research on finding you know back um backgrounds on like you know black history and like you know the culture you know of like you know jazz music and you know and how realistic they made you know their characters look you know they didn't um they uh, you know, did everything well, like, they didn't really appropriate anything, they, um, you know, made it accurate as possible, like, the representation was there, um, and so, yeah, and I think, um, who was it, Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey, they both did an amazing job voicing, you know, uh, James Fox was, I mean, Jamie Foxx was, um, Joe, and Tina Fey was 22, and I think those two are amazing, honestly, 22, like, I didn't really think it was Tina Fey and, to begin with, until like after like the credits, I was like, wait, I didn't even think about Tina Fey. I like, didn't I, know that either of those were the voices. First of all, you <laughs> said that. Uh, well, yeah, Jamie Foxx, I knew like it was Jamie Foxx because like Pixar was like Jamie Foxx. But Tina Fey, like, like I know who Tina Fey is. I just didn't know she was 22 until like the credits. And it was like 22 yeah. was Tina Fey. And I was like, whoa, since when? Um, so anyways, yeah, I think, um, back to what I was saying about, like, I don't think this was like something new. And I think a lot of people would agree with me with this. Um, this was actually like, kind of like a parallel to, uh, Inside Out. And it's Melody drinking her wine. Like she has some like tea for me. Like once I mentioned, um, that, but anyways, and to get back to what I was saying, it, it was like. I, I would say it was more of a mature version of Inside Out. Um, and I, like, as I was watching, I was like, this is, this just gives me Inside Out feels. Like, I, it just gives me that feels. But also after I watched it, I was like, wait, this is kind of, like, connected to Inside Out in a way. Like, there was just, like, something towards the end. It was like, I feel like after this, it's like, a continuation in Inside Out, like how, like, you know, the characters, um, the, what do you call it, the soul, or I think that's what they're called, they, like, go to Earth, and they are, they go into a human body or whatever, and then I think that's where Inside Out plays, where, yeah. you know, yeah. the, your um, yeah. emotions start building up inside of you, and that's where jo- joy and anger and yeah, so on like and so develop, forth get yeah. created and stuff, so anyways, um, those were that's oops sorry excuse me oh my god um so those were my thoughts 
I would love to hear Melody's thoughts because I know she has some tea on what she thinks. So before diving into like the nitty gritty details of what I thought of Soul overall, I genuinely enjoyed it. I really liked it a lot. And overall, I don't have much negative to say about it. It's when we start like dissecting it where that's where I'm like, I kind of put it like this. I kind of put it like that because the concept of soul is wonderful. I really genuinely love the concept of soul so much. And I guess in a way, I understand the structural similarities because once he dies and his soul by the way guys soul spoilers um but once he (laughs) but once he died the part that soul started reminding me of inside out was when all of those and i haven't watched soul i've literally only seen it once and so i don't have all of the different characters memorized but when that mother earth figure came up and all of these other figures came up explaining the nuances of what happens to a soul and how it's curated and nurtured to become what it is before it's planted into a human did remind me of inside out but honestly if there are any viewers or listeners because this is a podcast if there are any listeners that have seen the good place it gave me for more the good place vibes and then it gave me inside out vibes and that's because it is so centered on a person's soul instead of a person's emotions where i think i really and honestly i really was vibing with soul so much the entire time the second i started liking 22 I was like, oh my gosh, this movie is about to whack me in the gut. Like literally just send me off into a whole other universe and I will have no idea what happened to me. Like Pixar Movie Studio, I was totally prepared to be taken on this emotional journey and they set it up so well. And they set it up so well. That scene in the barbershop, that scene where 22 sees that little leaf thing falling into the palm of their hands, like Everything was just set up so well. And then I was left with the main character saying he wasn't sure what he was going to do. And that's where I was like, are you kidding? You set this up for like the most amazing execution ever. And I get a five second speech. I really and I didn't even need to see what he was going to do. I just wanted a little bit more of a speech. Honestly. I wanted him, and I guess I understand the concept of being so awestruck and kind of speechless with the idea of being given a second chance. I mean, honestly, that's probably how I would have reacted to. Like, I don't know, but it's a movie. It's not real life, it feels, and I just really wanted to hear more of actually what he felt about everything that had happened because he literally gave up his, he lived his dream. He lived it. He reached his dream and then he was like this isn't what I thought it was going to be I that's the concept beautiful amazing legendary I still feel like there needs to be more like that was my thing I was like I want more I want to hear more give me another 30 minutes of the movie Disney fans will not be mad about that 
the way that we want every single Pixar movie to be three hours long, like, give me more. And I just really felt like it was missing some stuff. And I think because the concept is so complex, it's hard to execute every single idea that could come from that. I just really wanted it. I guess at the end of the day, I felt like he could have spent at least 10 to 15 more seconds talking about what was happening. Right. Yeah. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Honestly, um, back to what you were saying about like how this movie was kind of complex. Like it comes to show that this was more of like more of a, like an adult movie than an actual like I agree. children's movie. But then again, Pixar is like a family friendly, all ages type of like you know movie so like you know they don't just um target just one audience but i feel like with this movie it was kind of targeting just to like adults so i feel like if people were to love this movie they would have to like have to actually understand it which i mean for me like i did like that's why i enjoyed it more because um if i were to like you know watch it with like my like little like cousins that are like you know like way younger than me like they would be like what like you know just like super confused but like you know for me like you know it was just I felt like it was really deep like it was just like at the end like I mean I honestly feel like I mean I understand what you're saying like you needed more but for me it was like I thought it was okay how it ended because it just makes you think like how Pixar basically I think their main goal was that they wanted you to like take whatever message was from like the ending of the movie and just think about your life because I feel like for for one thing we all come into this world and we all think we have a purpose like we have like there's a purpose that we have to do like um I mean for me in high school there was like this urge of wanting to know what I wanted to be when I you know after um school or after college or whatever what I wanted to do so it's kind of like you know um Pixar saying like you really don't have a purpose you know you're the only purpose you have is you you have to live life literally just live life you know like joe like he thought his purpose was he wanted to play music he wanted to play jazz music he wanted to do that for his whole life but then he realized like he played jazz music and all that stuff but then he was like there's actually other things that i want to do there's actually other things that i could do so um I honestly think, you know, a, a lot of people have, I've said, I've seen on Twitter and like TikTok or like social media, like they wanted a like part two. And it's like, we really just want a part two because we want to know more of the ending. But like, we don't realize like why Pixar like left it at that. It made you think. I don't... But of course, people are like, people are like, but I want more. I don't want to think. I just want to, I want to see what happens to Joe. I want to see what happens to 22 and all that stuff. Well, Pixar said, no, you got to think. Yeah, and I don't necessarily think Soul calls for a second movie. Like, I don't think there needs to be a Soul. I don't think any of Pixar's movies call for, like, a second. Like, because honestly, like, what Pixar does, like, they're so good at just being a storyteller. Like, they just know how to tell their stories. And it's, like, people just want, like, more, but they don't actually think about what Pixar left them like what they wanted them to like get from the movie so yeah exactly I hear you what did you think of Toy Story 4 Alexis 
<laughs> it's funny because um, I'm in a group chat. <laughs> I'm in a group chat where people were actually debating about Toy Story. I 4. saw that and it made me and mad. you saw that it was the one with Michelle and like, yes, it yeah. made me mad. I will n- I will accept I'm... Toy Story Four slander here ever. Absolutely not. That's I no. <laughs> okay, so okay, I. I'm glad I, I wasn't awake during that like debate because honestly, like I was like I have nothing to say. But I love Toy Story with all my like like I grew up with Toy Story. That's I shit. literally die for Toy Story. Like I bleed Toy it. Story literally. I mm-hmm. just cut like you know, the claw. Um, the T, the claw. Oh my god! Like Toy Story. If you were to tell me like a movie that I would know word to word, it would be Toy Story. But Toy Story four, I would say I did watch it. I did enjoy it. But it's not my favorite. And I I would think, like, if someone would ask me, like, if I were to live without Toy Story 4, I would say yes, I would live without it. Because I honestly thought it was more of a money grabber than it was continuing the, the series. Like, expanding the franchise. <laughs> Is Melody falling or something? <laughs> I just wish in podcasts that you, you guys could see what we're actually doing when we're, like, recording um but anyways yeah I honestly just think like okay like I did enjoy the characters I did enjoy Forky of course I did love the addition of Forky but I just felt like it didn't give me the same vibe or feeling Toy Story 3 gave me or Toy Story 2 gave me and stuff I just felt like Pixar was like oh we ran out of ran out of ideas let me give you a fourth Toy Story because honestly like we have nothing else It's, it's a filler like okay thank you Pixar for that I love Toy Story and all but why like I know a lot of people say like they like got emotional with the ending but I thought the ending was kind of like like what and then people are like oh my god this this ending made me cry more than Toy Story 3 and I was like what I'm sorry like first of all they did not and I have literally polar opposite opinions about toy story four. i know for a fa- i knew for a fact like the all the all the gestures you were making as i was explaining this like i was like i know this girl's gonna gonna hello it's melody i have been the mic has been tossed to me i would like to disagree with every single thing alexis <laughs> alexis said about toy story four So, my opinions on Toy Story 4. Okay, first of all, backtrack. Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 was Andy's story. Toy Story 4 was Woody's story. And I think understanding that, honestly, just kind of changes the way you look at Toy Story 4. Because Andy is not in the picture at all anymore for the first time in this series. And... Who's the next main character at that point? Woody. Honestly, Woody is the main character in all three of the movies, but Woody is so fixated on Andy that it feels like Andy is the main character at that point. And so when you look at Toy Story 4, Woody has shifted his fixation onto Bonnie and how can we make Bonnie's life better? How can we make Forky like being a toy for Bonnie? And throughout this entire series and this entire movie and just all throughout Woody's life, you see Woody putting literally everybody else before him. And 
which is an admirable trait, but at the same time, I just wanted to see Woody pick himself at some point in time. And so when Woody is faced with the decision to pick what he wants to do, which is go with Bo Peep or yet again, pick another kid who is going to forget about Woody eventually. Woody has seen that with Andy. I honestly loved the choice that Woody chose himself in that moment. And I stand by that. Like never once do you see Woody decide, you know what? This kid actually will be okay with me. And that's what we all love about Woody from the first three movies is how much he does pull everybody together for the greater good of the kid. I think that is Woody's most admirable trait, but Woody developed enough of his own personality by the time we got to the end of the third movie that in the fourth movie, I was totally okay with Woody being his own toy at that point and kind of learning enough about himself, learning enough about his friendships, learning enough about what he what's actually in his little toy heart that when Buzz looked him in the eyes and said, Bonnie would be okay. I was like, then do what you need to do. Obviously I was incredibly sad. I was so crazy emotional in toy story four. I will mm, not quite as emotional as I was in toy story three, but toy story four was like the next most emotional I was in a Toy Story movie. And that's because you spend, you watch all of these movies fixating on this sheriff doll whose life depends on making this kid happy. And because you're fixating on the sheriff doll the entire time, you end up learning more about Woody than you do about literally any other character the nuances of Woody, what makes, how Woody thinks this, 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 and that to where you really love Woody. You don't love Andy. You don't love Bonnie. You love Woody. And so watching Woody be like, you know what? I want to be happy and at peace with Bo. I really love Bo. I want to be with Bo Peep. I was very happy to see Woody choose Bo Peep at the end of the day because his original kid went off. I mean, I guess Woody in his heart does owe Bonnie something, but Bonnie spent the entire movie forgetting about Woody and not knowing Woody was there. And so that's when I was like, absolutely, yes, I am so for Woody just being Woody without having to worry about anything. And also Toy Story 4 brought us Forky, and I don't care what anyone says, Forky is amazing. And Toy Story 4 also brought us Ducky and Bunny, and Ducky and Bunny are also hilarious. Uh, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying with all that, honestly, because honest back to what you're saying, like Woody, like was the main character of all like four Toy Story movies. I mean, for me growing up, like Woody was the reason why I loved all the Toy Story films from like one, two and three and then four. Um, and I just felt like, you know, like, I guess. The way they I think the way the third one ended is the reason why I didn't really enjoy the fourth one was because I thought like the third one, they left it off with, okay, Woody's purpose was to like stay with Andy. But in the end, Woody's purpose was to like 
go on to the next kid. And that's why they ended up in the in the preschool was because, you know, in the preschool, they can be played with any kid, despite them growing up, like, because then the next kid comes and the next kid comes and the next kid comes. And I did enjoy the third one because, like, Andy giving up his toys was basically Pixar saying my childhood was over. Like, because I grew up with the movies. I grew up with, like, you know, Woody, Buzz, all the toys. And then Andy giving up his toys meant that it's time it's time for you to like grow up and be you know give your toys to the next kid to the next generation so um I just felt like the fourth one just kind of killed that off when they like gave us like they said they were going to give us the the fourth one I was like what happened to the purpose of the third one though like you guys waited 10 years to give us the third one which was the same span of time where Andy grows up to be uh, a senior getting ready to go to college. And the whole purpose of the movie was basically saying like, we're going off. You're, you know, there comes a time where we have to move on from being a kid and going off to being an adult, but kids, you know, never end. There's always a next generation of kids. So of course he gives his toys to Bonnie, which means the toys have, the their next purpose which is taking care of another kid so and then when the fourth one came it was like okay so I guess not every movie has its happy ending there's always something there's always a flaw after that and it's Woody finding his purpose and his purpose is basically helping kids find their toy like basically finding toys find their their kids so I don't know. I just felt like I guess we needed the fourth one just to see where Bo was because it was actually like the third one. It was like, oh, so Bo Pete like just left like she was just sold, you know, that was it. Um, but I guess like for me, like the third one will always always be superior knowing how it ended the franchise. Well, it's supposed to supposed to end the franchise um, and how emotional it got me like from the toys knowing that the toys was like that was their end it was basically over like their purpose was done so they're all garbage they're all trash they're just you know that was it their time was up and the ending where Andy gives up his toys and basically says like so long pal like that was like that was basically the end of not just Andy's childhood but our childhood too I agree that by far Toy Story 3 is, has the most, like, yes, Toy Story 3 is, is, uh, aside from Toy Story, Toy Story 3 is, it's, it's it, you know, that's where, that's where it all happens. That's where, and I will agree that Toy Story 3 still to this day is the one that emotionally provokes me the most because I think of Woody and Bullseye and Jesse and Buzz as, Andy's toys, not Bonnie's toys. And so Toy Story 3, I'm totally not disagreeing that toys. Honestly, we did not need a Toy Story 4. However, they decided to make one. And I'm so happy with how they took it is kind of where I'm getting from. They already they already made it. They made the movie. And so since they made it, I was like, all right, well, let's see how they took the story. Because obviously there's more story made here that's going to impact just everything about the Toy Story stories as we know it. And honestly, I couldn't have been happier with how they took it. 
I felt as a fourth movie, Toy Story is the only movie that took it beyond the traditional trilogy that did a good job. Like, no, you know, yeah, like, I 100% agree. Because yeah. I think of like Pirates of the Caribbean, who tried to make a Pirates of the Caribbean four, and it was just absolutely horrible. And then five was like trying to make it. <laughs> they were good up to like, I think, like two or three. Like, Pirates of the Caribbean. There are five opinion. Pirates of the Caribbean movies Pirates of the Caribbean one, two, and three. Absolutely spectacular, phenomenal, amazing movies. I really don't know why they tried to make a four and five, but I digress. We're not talking about Pirates of the Caribbean right now. We're barely talking about Toy Story. We were talking about Soul, but we got onto the Toy well, Story. I mean, honestly, like, that's the reason why we talked about Toy Story and, like, we went into Pirates. It all comes to why a lot of movies don't deserve, like, don't really need a sequel. Leave it at the happy ending. That's it. Don't give me anything else. Like, I feel like a lot of people, like, um, this is not just Toy Story 4. This is, like, other franchise where they expand, like, the franchise. Like, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, they're like, we need another one. And it's not because of the story. It's because they want money. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the money grabber. They knew for a fact, like, they made money. And it's, like, they make this, like, random, like, story. Or, like, they put this, these other fillers just to, like, make a whole movie. And it's, like it just defeats the whole purpose of the franchise. Like, it's like, like, did you guys really think about like the actual story and like the development of the characters or did you guys want like, I the mean, you know, yeah. like that's what, that's what I question Disney basically. That's what I'm saying. But Pixar did an amazing job with Toy Story 4. Like, you know, they like, they, I, it made it seem like they didn't really think about the money. They were just like, well, there's more, per- there's more, there's more to the story. But like, Finding Dory. Okay, don't get me started on Finding Dory. Um, I don't want to discuss Finding Dory. We can discuss Finding Dory in two It minutes, was just like the sequel. Some Pixar oh, Finding Dory, the most cars. unnecessary movie in Pixar history. But Cars? Stop it. I have... Okay, so... <laughs> it's the way Melody's like, I'm going to slap you. The reason that I think... Because I literally totally agree with you. If they had never made a Toy Story 4, great. I literally would have been totally fine with how Toy Story 3 ended. But what makes me think that they did make a Toy Story 4 was they probably got a lot of feedback saying, what about Woody? Woody was supposed to go to India with college. Or, like, feedback on, like, okay. Like, yeah, no, I agree. Like, But, like, maybe, like, feedback on, like, okay, so they're with, with, they're with Bonnie. Yeah, exactly. Mean? And you so know? I think, I think just because... Pixar did such a good job of getting you so emotionally invested in the toys and rather than Andy's journey growing up with the toys, that's when people were like, Andy was like, okay, yay, here I go. Bye. And then everyone's like, what about Woody? What about us? What happens with them? What happens when Bonnie grows up? And so that's why, and I just really love what they did. And so like, honestly, yes, absolutely. Toy Story 4 it doesn't need to be your favorite movie for me to feel the type of way. I just, what makes me angry is when people say that Toy Story 4 is a bad movie because it's not. It's not. Absolutely. They did what Woody needed for his story to be wrapped up and finalized in me happy knowing that he's with Bo Peep somewhere in some random playground. Yeah, no, I agree. And I feel like I would give, um, I would appreciate how Pixar how long Pixar takes with their movies, with their sequels. Like like I said, with Toy Story 3, they took about almost 10 years because the last, Toy Story 2 came out like in like 99 and then 
two, Toy Story 3 came out 2010, so that's, like, literally 10 years. And then Toy Story 4 came out 10 years after that. Like, it was 2019, 2010. That's, like, almost 10 years. So it's, like, like Pixar wasn't, like, oh, like, let's just make a fourth one real quick, you know? Mm-hmm. They were, they, I guess they took their time. They are like, okay, but we got to, we got to have a reason why we're making a fourth one. And I you know? think there are obvious um, attempts because to of making a franchise last longer than it needs to. Alexis gave the great example of Finding Dory. You don't. Finding Dory was. No, Cars Finding Dory. I mean, unnecessary. Honestly, I think... All of the movies too. So we didn't need oh, it. We didn't need it. I can't. Incredibles 2, I can't, fantastic. Like, I, I can't really. Cars oh, 2. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I was going to mm-hmm. say Incredibles 2. If you're going to talk about, like, sequels, it's Toy Story and Incredibles 2. The way they, like, they took almost, what, like, almost 10 years or so to make Incredibles. No, it was over, over, like, 10 years or so just to make yeah. Incredibles 2. And the way they just went off, like, they were like, let's just continue the ending. Like, we're not just going to make a new one. Like, like you know, we're not going to just be like, oh, they're all grown up, you know? Like, let's like have a story. They were just like, no, we're just going to kick off with how it ended, like, 10 years ago. You wanted? And I'm like, whoa. And then I watched it. I'm like, holy, like, there was a purpose. They wanted to, like, switch it up. They're like, okay, like, it was Mr. Incredibles moment. Now let's do Mrs. Incredibles. Like, it's women, you know? I will say though, like with Finding Dory, I'm switching gears real quick back to the fish. Uh, With Finding Dory, (laughs) (laughs) I think Finding Dory's biggest demise was assuming that we care where Dory came from. And I don't mean that as harshly as it sounds. I genuinely did enjoy the character of Dory, but finding Nemo gave us nothing other than Dory being a comedic relief moment. You know, Dory was nothing other than finding Marlin's comedic relief. We're following Marlin on this journey of finding his son again. And Dory is the one that keeps us from wanting to leave the theater sobbing in despair the entire time. And Dory does have some emotional moments like, sorry, I don't remember this. Oh my gosh, you're going to leave me like everybody else does. But those aren't dug deep enough into that movie for me to actually want to see more of it. It's more like some very surface stuff before Dory's funny again. And so to make an entire movie of Finding Dory where Dory has this extremely deep, extremely emotional past and we learn all about it. It was so dark compared to Finding Nemo about the most comedic character in Finding Nemo that it just didn't work. It was way too much of a contrast for me. It's the fact, though, that they they did Finding Dory, but literally, they didn't really have to go across the ocean <laughs> just to find Dory. <laughs> Like, that's what I just didn't, like, because I, like, with Finding Nemo, there was, like, a whole adventure. Like, they literally had to go all the way to Sydney, Australia, just to go find Nemo. Um, And they had to venture through, like, sharks, jellyfishes, um, turtles. Like, it was all, like, these, like, stuff. Literally, with Finding Dory, it's like, oh, she's in an aquarium. Oh, it's right there. 
like, I'm sorry, but it was, I don't know. I guess, like, when they were promoting it at first, it was like, oh, my God, Finding Dory, because everybody loves Dory. Like, they were, like, once, yeah. you know, Pixar knew, like, once they say Finding Dory, they're yes. like, all oh, this movie's going to be so good. But once you watch it, it's like. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it was just the hype yes. that was just more exciting than the actual movie. And I was, like. You know, I watched it and I like, you know, I enjoyed it. But at the same time, I think about it, I look back at Finding Nemo and I'm just like, I didn't really enjoy it the same way I did. I totally agree. I watched Finding Dory maybe about, it had been in theaters for about two weeks before I finally watched it in theaters. And the hype was going through the roof. All of the trailers, all of the anticipation was through the roof. And so when I finally sat down and watched it, I was expecting to watch the most amazing movie I'd ever seen. And instead, I was sad every five minutes. And for what? Because Dory had another stupid flashback about this person and that person. I'm like, I thought we were finally getting somewhere and now we're flashbacking. Okay, great. Anyways, so when's Toy Story 4 coming out? Like, you know, it was just, I just really... And I know some people listening to this might totally disagree with me, and I that's totally fine. I did not like Finding Dory. I watched it that once. I haven't watched it since. Like, I've had no interest in watching Finding Dory. I'll probably watch it again one day. I watched it, like, I think. No rush. <laughs> yeah. No, I watched it, like, I think another, like, two times, but that was it. Not as much as, like, Finding The way I have Nemo. Finding Nemo literally um, memorized. But, yeah. Like, that movie's amazing. It's extremely hit or miss with sequels with these movies. And so, I don't know. I think Alexis and I are in agreement that Soul does not need a sequel. It doesn't. And other movies, too, do not deserve a sequel, too, with Pixar. I mean, please be quiet about Coco having a sequel. Because, honestly, I think how it ended, it was... That story was just beautiful overall how it is. Coco. Like, do not expand it. Try do not touch, touch it. Do not expand it. Do not do Coco. anything about it. Please. What the heck would you oh even do? Like, I adult love Miguel like, finally, my- or adult or M- Miguel's child Miguel accidentally <laughs> ends up in the land of the dead. Like, no. Um, We're going to move on. <laughs> to the next topic of our list, which is going to be our last one for, t- for today's episode. And um, if you guys did not hear, the Magic Wars Express is coming to an end. And we would actually love to talk about that because honestly, I know we have, we both have some thoughts on, on it. Um, Melody, I know, has taken the Magic- Magical Express. I have not, but I actually do have thoughts on it. So... I'm going to let Melody speak on that first, and then we'll see how I feel about it. I'm just really not. Sh- <laughs> I feel like I feel like that meme of Cardi B. Melody's like, I just hate it. <laughs> Literally. I feel like that meme of Cardi B that's like, what was the reason? What was the reason? What was the reason? You did this for what? That's me right now about the Magical Box Express. Why? I have taken the Magical Express many o times before, and logistically speaking, it gets the person from the airport to 
the hotel free of charge, which honestly, Disney charges so much in other stuff that it's kind of nice that you get a little free ride from the airport after you spent however much money on a flight to get there to begin with. But logistics aside, the Magical Express is honestly a an out-of-stater's first Disney experience. And the Magical Express, for those of you who have never ridden it, is this Disney-themed bus that takes you from the airport to the hotel and vice versa. And the entire time you're on it, so going from the airport to the hotel, they play an intro video where Goofy and Mickey and Minnie are really all just hyping you up for your Disney vacation. And so you step into Orlando and you are greeted with Goofy and not actually like Goofy's not there in person, but like you get onto a cast member is there to say, hi, are you here for the Magical Express? And you're there and they're greeting you with so much kindness and warmth and you are just already taken aback by the magic because they're so detailed and strategic about when to be there and they load your luggage up you get on the bus with a few other passengers and then as you start driving towards disney world which you're already excited for they play this video where again like i said earlier goofy is talking about disney Mickey Mouse is talking about Disney, Minnie Mouse and Donald and the entire gang is just really getting you hyped up for this experience. And it's not what you totally remember from your vacation. Like looking back, it's not the thing that makes your makes or breaks your Disney vacation, but it just adds that extra detail and it adds the extra magic and when I worked at Disney, they highlighted how important those little details were. And so it's just really disappointing to hear that it's going away. And I've heard other sources say it's because they're building in a new train system or whatever. And I'm just kind of really tired of Disney fixing something that isn't broken. I guess at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. That, that's um, all I really have to say about it. I mean, honestly, I, I'm one of those people who has never taken the Magical Express, and that's because I live three hours away, so there's no purpose of me taking the Magical Express unless I get out of the Florida state and literally take a plane from, I don't know, out, out of state and, like, come back and, like, just take it, but I've never taken it before. Um, but I do agree with what Melody said, what, what Melody said about how, um, Disney does keep the magic going from when you arrive to when you get there. And I really appreciate that because it's like, it's like, you know, when you arrive, you know, you arrive in Orlando, but you're going to Disney World. And Disney World's a whole different experience. This, Disney World's its own different city. So, of course, it makes sense for you to take a bus, a magical express bus from the airport and just taking a bus that will take you to this the most magical place on earth and um like it's you know it makes sense so i feel like there is like a purpose on why they're like you know they're um gonna remove it and i think i i did hear the same thing where they're gonna add a train station which i don't know how it's gonna go 
but um I have heard people saying like you know like you know they don't mind it going away because honestly it was like apparently a hassle trying to get on the magical express and then going like you know having so many stops before you go to your destination or whatever but I don't know that's what I heard from other people um I've never taken it like I said so I don't really know but yeah it's it's just the fact that Disney I feel like there's a reason why they're taking it away and you know Disney is about keeping the magic alive from when you arrive to when you leave so they're not just going to make you like hop on an uber or whatever to get to wherever you need to go in to the resort or to the park like there's gonna there's gonna be something else and it's this train station apparently that they're talking about so you know um that's really cute based off what emily emily I just called Melody Emily. First I've of been all. replaced. <laughs> Mickey's happy hour featuring, featuring Alexis and Emily. So, <laughs> whoever Emily, Emily is, Emily I feel like I'm Olaf right now. Samantha? <laughs> Samantha. I don't know <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> but, um, no, like what Melody said, like, it's really cute. That's really cute that, you know, Mickey's friends, Mickey and his friends, like they greet you from when you arrive. And it's like just that feeling of being welcomed to Disney or like welcome to Orlando by Disney characters. Like that's just amazing. Who wouldn't who wouldn't want that? Um, but yeah, I was telling Melody, like, you know, I've never taken the Magical Express, but it would have been awesome if the Magical Express somehow like appeared in front of my house and just took me to Disney World, just like the Polar Express where they just like <laughs> arrived in front of the from the front of my house just like the Polar Express did with the kids in the movie like that would have that would have just been amazing but you know we all can't we all can't have what we want so Magical Express and I can't have it anymore because the Polar Express, Express is, is an image I didn't know I needed <laughs> so thank you for that you know, I just like thought of that on the spot. Like I, I like when I thought of the Magical Express stopping in front of my house, I thought of the Polar Express. First just can't all. believe I mean, I'm sitting. In I know front we of talked about we were genius. off for the holidays, so we're still. Yeah, I'm such a creative genius for me. Um, it's the fact that I'm like mentioning a Christmas movie a month after Christmas. That's the. I key. talk about it's a wonderful but, life all year round, so it's fine. Oh, period, period. Um, no, but yeah, like the Magic Express, it 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 did its run, and I guess you know, good things have to come to an end somehow. So. But they don't. Like, um, why do they need to? The way that there was nothing wrong with the Magical Express. And what do you mean, some train system? What you're just gonna magically build a train in the middle of Orlando? Tell me. Please explain. I don't I need know, more to be detail. honest, how it's going like, to work. What? Because... The way that none of it makes sense and the way that the only thing that made sense was the Magical Express existing. And I will say I'm getting a little hot for something that's not even going to happen until 2022. However, I have that. learned from 2020 to not think that things will just blow over and simply not exist anymore. So... I will stay hot about this until 2022 until I see, until I get more detail because right now from a consumer standpoint, it doesn't make sense. And I stand by that. 
And I know Alexis, I mean, if I was Alexis, I really wouldn't feel a type of way about it either. But as somebody who actually uses the Magical Express, not just for the logistics, but looks forward to it because it really is that extra dazzle of magic. I'm sad. I'm honestly sad about it. Oh, guys, we gave you so many opinions that we had bottled up for the past three weeks. And I just know that Alexis and I could not wait to get back to talking to you guys on the microphone. And so hopefully you enjoyed hearing from us again. I know that we enjoyed talking to you guys again, and it's just been a good time to be back. And we are looking forward to giving you even more in the future, we have some stuff up our sleeve that we know you guys will enjoy. So, yeah. Yes. No. Honestly, I'm super happy to be back. Um, and I know some of some of you guys were waiting and wondering whether or not this podcast was like done or whatever. Like, we just, you know, we we really needed that break, and you know, both of us wanted to spend time with our friends and family. And also, but, you know, we're back, ready for the new year, and we have so many exciting things to talk about this year. And, uh, yeah, hoping to grow this podcast this year, uh, see how it goes. And, um, yeah. Yeah, um, thank you guys so much for, for listening. For me. Alexis and I love both of or all of you guys, not both of you. <laughs> yes we love you guys so much we appreciate you guys so much i know like there's like some of you guys were asking like when is the next episode no and i told you guys to yeah be we hear you we we're on a break definitely no, no we were like we see you we see each other no i mean honestly it was the reassurance that no this podcast was still gonna happen yeah. it's just we just needed that break so anyways um once again if you guys do not follow us on Mickey's Happy Hour on Instagram. You guys should do that right now. And with our individual Instagram and Tech Talk as well. For me, it's Lexus Rock. Yes, and TikTok I am and Disney Wine Club on TikTok and Melody Wine Club on Instagram as well. And those are both linked. All of these accounts that we mentioned are linked on Mickey's Happy Hour on Instagram. So just follow that first and then you'll get to know us afterwards. So anyways... Shall we cue the music, Melody?